Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Isaiah. This is Zed. And we are recording on Black Friday, or I would like to call it Blue and Gold Friday, because it's been... I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty good week after Saturday, uh, and then as you were in Vegas, and you can speak to that in a bit, um, the, the, the surprise of the result wasn't much of a surprise after Monday night, but we'll be going over football, basketball, other sports and whatnot. Um, also another thing is before we continue that has really spear spearheaded this, uh, you know, rest in peace to big D and, uh, he's been hashtag. Yeah. Beat, beat SC for, for big D, which they did for big D, which was really cool. Thanks Ed, for, for taking that on. You know, I, I know he was, very big in the Bruin space, very big UCLA supporter, but he also just seemed like a very good human. Um, so I know that's a big loss to the community in all respects, family, friends, you know, UCLA community. I'm glad we were able to at least experience some type of connection with him, um, you know, in that time being. <laughs> so, Yeah, man, going to miss miss his uh, his takes in the, the Twitterverse, so... Um. Yeah, that was that was a bit of a bummer to find out, but you know, like you said, condolences to his family and hope uh, hope everyone's doing all right. Yeah. Um, but UCLA did it. They they got man. What I actually I love because you actually are going to these games and I'm far away. Tell me what was your experience like uh, going into the Coliseum? Oh, well, you know the Coliseum's a a garbage stadium. Um, but it was it was good. I uh, I actually ended up going with my parents and my mom is unfortunately a Trojan alum, um, so she wanted to go. I was very hesitant to actually go originally, but I'm very very happy I did. Um, and yeah, it was you know definitely not a sold out crowd by any means. It was um, you know we had a pretty solid Bruin turnout. The the UCLA section and the the lone corner of the Coliseum was was rocking, um, and it was a overall a good good atmosphere for Bruin fans. I mean, you can't complain. And it, it we gave them a an ass whooping, and they were the the fans there that we were or sitting next to the USC fans. They were very very displeased throughout the entire game, especially as the you know the second half. Um, wore on, and it was just evident that their guys had sort of just given up on on the game um, and on their season. So we, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, they didn't, and I soaked in all of their um, displeasure, and it was great. We have to talk about it because it was such, you, you know, with these games, with the rivalry games, it's such a wave of momentums, I think, that fluctuates more so than any other game. Um, and as we've seen, I think back to 2013, <clears throat> actually it was 2014, when we had a rivalry and it was Brett Hundley's last year. And I remember SC, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, they went up 7-0, right? And uh, I don't remember if it was a pick six. I think it was like a pick, a pick and they ran it back and they scored really shortly. But we we're like, oh, man, this is not the team that we really want to do this against while we're on a momentum, you know. And then 
you know, while we have the momentum we had that year, which was, you know, projected to go to Fiesta Bowl. But quickly in, as we saw, UCLA settled settled in. And, you know, they gave him an ass-whooping during that game. I think we won 38-28, if I remember correctly. But it was it was more so the score was even, it wasn't reflective of that game. But to that point is when DTR, his first two throws were picks. I was like, okay. It's okay. This is a rivalry game. That's what I told myself because I've seen this before. And I think many of us have. But it was, again, the other side of it was like, Please, DTR, we know you get amped up, as in every game. Settle down and settle down soon because this is not the USC team. Uh, you know, granted, we were, we weren't the team we were in 2014, but this is even a worse USC team that we, that we want to go down on early. And luckily, we just saw that yeah. break open early, and then USC rallied, and then Kazmir's uh td return just kind of just broke their back you know and, and put them away so I, it was it was good to see yeah it's... that i i before before you go on dtr how he bounced back from that i guess just speaks to obviously his unwavering confidence that he has and we all you know sometimes critique but it all worked for this game after those first two plays and to have a hell of a game and be player of the week just speaks to the energy and the type of momentum, everything this team needed after the past uh, four years or nearly four years. No, much much respect to DTR for this game. Um, see, I, I had a little bit of an opposite reaction than you did. After the, the first pick, I was similar to you. I was like, all right, it's okay. Like, we can settle in. And then the second pick happened, and I was like, oh, God. This is exactly the, like, game script that SC wants. You know, they might be down and out for the season, but anything can happen in a rivalry game. And this is, they're going to treat this as their Super Bowl, and <clears throat> they're going to they're gonna rise up for this. And they're, they're already doing that right now. But... Credit to DTR for for sticking in there and, you know, putting on a show in that the the rest of the game, he really, you know, helped carry the team. Um, It's it was it was funny. I when I was watching it, you you knew it was going to be a very high scoring game just because the defenses on both sides just sucked. Um, But. You know, our guys were a little bit more experienced. Obviously, DTR has played in this game before. Um, Excuse me. Uh, Dart has not. Um, You know, we we had experience on our side in that sense. So we he he really led us in that in that respect, and you know, really put the team literally on his back at points and. I think just for that, he's kind of cemented somewhat of a legacy in, in um, you know, the UCLA QB and UCLA football history, especially in the rivalry um, series. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him that he finally got this win. Um, you know, he really wanted it and he, he balled out to do it. So, you know, it wasn't just like a he rode the coattails of, you know, a very talented team and, and kind of won. He really was the guy that was the catalyst for the win, despite starting a little shaky. So, 
Um, yeah, it was it was fun watching him kind of do that and 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 do it in a really um, swaggery way too, right? Like the the signing of the hat um, after scoring a touchdown, Amazing. the wild. Um, yeah, it was great. The the wild um, hurdle he finally pulled off. You know he's wanted that for like three years, three and a half years since he's he's been starting at UCLA. He loves to hurdle, and he he pulled off the most picturesque hurdle for a touchdown you possibly can think of. Um, like perfect landing, um, ten out of ten respect. Uh, so, so you know, he had those very, really, really flashy signature moments while he was doing it, plus some of those those deep bombs to to Kaz and um, I forget who else and and you know he had a ZK, uh, he had, he had a, um, which wasn't a deep bomb, but couple, he had one to Cam Brown, um, one to Dulcich, a reliable Dulcich on two big plays. Phillips always you yeah. know always uh, reliable. So we we had he had those those moments I think that he you know we can go back and watch um on the highlight reel. So uh, stoked for him. The other guy I want would um want to call out on offense is Charbonnet obviously. Uh he he was instrumental that second half in really like grinding out Tough yards, and you could just see the Trojan defense just getting ground down. I mean, he went; they went from, you know, giving up only, like, what I would say a consistent three, four yards to then just giving up big chunk plays to Charbonnet. And I don't think anybody carried the ball until Fournier did in, like, the last three minutes of the game. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Keegan wasn't in there. Yeah, it was just Fernier. Uh, and Britain didn't play, so he he was a warrior. Like he he ground out that entire game and and had a hell of a game. Um, so I yeah, it was it was thoroughly enjoyable. Um, for me, I I enjoyed watching all those SC fans just grumble out of the their seats starting in the third quarter. It was like mass exodus. Um, and uh, they were just so humiliated at the end of the game. No one really said anything. Um, there was a lot of eight clops in the stadium. I saw a lot of USC fans get removed by security. <laughs> um... There's some unruly, unruly folks that were not happy. There was a 75-year-old man who tried to fight three or four Bruins for doing an eight-clap in the bathroom. <laughs> um, that one, that one was particularly great because this dude was again like 75, and a very, very, very large security guard literally picked him up and removed him from the bathroom. Um, I, it was. All around fun, um, yeah. How was how was your watching experience? Real quick before I go to mine, because I, I I do want to touch on it. And uh, so Zach did that. Fernier, that was amazing to see him pull off that TD. Oh yeah. And, you know, as most of us in this who are listening to this are aware, Fernier's journey is just it, it was it's kind of that storybook telling to like his UCLA career. 
Assuming he's not coming back, I don't know if he has one more year. But even so, like that to do that in a rivalry game after he's gone through breaking his wrist, you know, being a walk on and earning that scholarship, being one of the hardest workers on the team, that was the icing um, we wanted. And we thought it was, that's the type of game this was. Um, <clears throat> we had such like fun plays, right? Um, we had Quentin Lake. You know, he he kind of reset. He had that athletic uh, interception, right? And then we were like, okay, great. Great Great catch, catch, you know, and unfortunately we had a turnover right after. But even then, like, I mean, Mitchell's helmet coming off and that penalty, which is a stupid penalty, but seeing him just continue to have effort just kind of set the tone, you know? And and uh, yeah, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Yeah, the penalty. They really need to change that. Um, and then, and, and and so we had those plays on defense. And obviously, I also I was impressed by Jay Shaw. Granted, he went up against Gary Bryant, who is obviously a former five star and has really good hands, and is going to be another you know USC receiver. And size on him. And size on him. And Gary Bryant's going to be more of the Tyler Vaughn type of wide receiver in terms of his career, right? Brian Bry- Gary Bryant. Um, but you know, I think Jay Shaw actually looking back, you know, he had he had a tough matchup, and I and you know Gary at this point in the season, I think is coming on. I think he did pretty well. There was few battles that you just you know they're just great plays. But so you had that on defense, and obviously, outside of that, we locked down Keontae Ingram, and we did that, and they still scored. Don't get me wrong, they scored thirty three points, and. And that's not something you want to give up. But we put up 62 on them in such a fun fashion. So just going over things like you said, like the Fernier TD, uh, we thought, you know, outside of the bombs and the TD, the the kickoff return and DTR doing a hurdle, Fernier was just the icing on the cake. You know, it it just it was such a team win. And going it for on for two was just like, I love it, you know, and like, fuck you, SE. Um, if you guys are going to go for two, we're going for two. That's the type of stuff that you need in a rivalry and that makes it. It was the quintessential, like, ass-whooping you want to give to the Trojans, no matter what state they're in. Um, but yeah, to to that point is, like, yeah, I was here in New York. Man, what a morning. Uh, I'm, if you're not familiar, we do have an annual flag football game here in New York with the alumni, and usually it gets testy uh, in the same way that not necessarily 75 year old men are trying to fight eight clappers but it is you know <laughs> there are older guys that we go out and play and we and we went out and played on the river we organize it um and we do it every year we play for a mini victory bell and we went out there and crushed them and we haven't won that bell in a while we won 35 to 14 um without you know bragging a little bit too much i i, I was able to grab a few tds and it was it was just a fun time, you know, and we all we were undermanned. We had no subs. They had a full subs, so we need more Bruins out there. If there's any New York listeners or whatever, um, who who are competitive and you know slightly athletic and can catch a ball, come out next year. But it was it was a great evening, and uh, you don't need that qualification. <laughs> just get just get bodies out there at this. Point. Yeah, that's all we need. But we still we kicked their butt like from the beginning. We were up twenty, I think we were up twenty one to seven at the half. So and we we just put it on them. So I would like to say I was saying you're you're not gonna sing your own praises more. No, I'm gonna I have to do it one more time and then I'll 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 big myself up. Okay, okay, I'll do it. So three TDs, right? 
Yeah, there we go. Eight out of ten catches. I have your stat line somewhere <laughs> in my text. I had one interception, one big one. They went for a big shot. I had like a Quinn Lake moment and almost returned it. The glass got, got me. And then I had a, a a pick six that was taken back because one of our guys didn't count Missis- five Mississippis, which I thought was insane. And I was like, no. So I would have had a pick six. In your text message, you called that um it was called an illegal formation. So, it's, it was it was the dumbest thing. I was like, what? It was Who, illegal count, illegal formation. Who's reffing this oh thing? Oh, my gosh. There's this random guys we paid cash, like, and they wrote, like, a paper receipt for us. It was the best thing ever. And they showed up in, like, their <laughs> – I don't know whose number we got them from. So it was pretty amazing, you know. How many – How many? How many yards did you have? Did they uh, count that? Um, if they counted my no, I, but if I would estimate it, I would have probably said like total around ninety five um, between both halves. Um, I didn't have any. And you played a full hundred yard field. Uh, it felt like it. I'm pretty sure because they measured it. It would definitely. It was either eighty or a hundred yards. Like it wasn't less than eighty, uh, but it was a long field, and. Um, so so, let me ask you this: Why aren't you just doing this at uh, like MetLife or something? That, that the the funny joke after that. Well, first of all, I'll tell everybody that um, I've been telling my, my my girlfriend Tanya that I should I should go just do the invincible and and go try out right, and because I never played competitive football when I was younger, my mother wouldn't let me. But with this one, after this, she was like, "Oh my gosh, you should go try out." And I was like, I told you. And then she was like, I wish a Jet Scout was here. So it was a constant joke, you know. And the USC guys were very gracious at the end. Versus, I mean, to me, but, the, you know, they tried to get into a tussle with one of our guys at the last play, our, our president of the Alumni Association. And it happens every other year. But, you know, we, we were just like, you guys lost. Go away. Um, you guys are going to lose again today. <laughs> it, was a, like, it was a good banter. I, like, we gave it to them. Isaiah also... Isaiah also has history in this game. Last time you played in it, you had an unfortunate accident. Yeah, so this was my redemption. You know, two years ago, the, the 2019, the last one before COVID, I had tore my meniscus. We got blown out, and I tore my meniscus in the last like three in the last few minutes, three minutes of the game. Um, and so that was one of my you know my first knee injury. So now I came back. This is the first time I have played uh flag football um since that and yeah it was a redemption i think maybe that gave me a little bit more spice um to it i was like this game's gonna happen help organize it i gotta come back and i gotta put it on these guys because i can't let the ending of that you know just walk away with a torn meniscus which was non-contact too um we also have a, a new stat now it's um anytime the ucla equipment team the UCLA New York alumni team wins. We're gonna win our game, our our actual game. This is uh, we're we're a hundred percent when this happens <laughs> since twenty twenty one. This is our ESPN stat of the podcast. So <laughs> I need. I would like to go do some research on the record books and um, see how often that actually happens. And our sources are the same so from I, Chris Bursat, so you know they're very trusted. <laughs> Some, somehow Chris Broussard is really plugged in now to college sports I don't know how but he is for some reason anyway but it was amazing and then after that we um 
another great idea which actually worked out. I did a big gamble uh, this past Saturday, and the team, you know, in the Coliseum made me look good. But we went to USC's bar. They hosted, you know, they hold the game in the Coliseum. We said, fine, we're coming to your bar. And we took over. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, slowly as Bruins trickled in during the game, we, by the end of it, we were sitting on their booths, on their red booths. USC fans were closing their tabs. And we were eight clapping. We had the fight song going on, and they just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. There was no fight ons. There was all fight offs. We took over their bar. And one of my favorite things uh, was what we did was we took a picture. They had this um, the hanging. You know how you have a red carpet? Of course, it's the most SE thing. First of all, we made fun of it. Like they had the the backdrop, a USC logo backdrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for USC people to take pictures with. We went <laughs> with our Bruins and we went and took a picture. <laughs> you know, y'all also made um, Martin Jarman's uh, Insta story that day. So. Yeah. That was With cool. a blaring uh, fuck SC in their bar. So, yeah, we... we oh, very blaring <laughs> fuck SC. And I love that he posts, reposted. So, um, I was like, oh, man, this, the USC's never going to do another joint watch with us. But, no, they were very gracious, that, you know, and, and whatnot. And they took the L uh, very kindly. But they're, they're good sports and throughout the whole thing. Um, and hopefully we can just keep that momentum going. You know, we'll look to host them next year. But the New York experience was a fun one this year, uh, overall, and it helped. You know, thanks to DTR, Zach, and Fernier, and all the guys, the blocking, everything. They they really made it. Um, and then on the flip side, I think you know, like I was joking about earlier, us winning that football game three hours before they started, I think set the tone for them. So we sent some good energy, some brewing energy from the east coast so that's my conspiracy there or my theory um like you said yeah, it goes, we'll, we'll go it goes equipment eq from from la goes to new york and then we flip it back so i'm sure there's other alumni hopefully that are playing this game or they should at least start that we can all send some bruin synergy uh moving forward you know back to la to pasadena or um <clears throat> to the coliseum so that would be good moving forward but yeah it was a great day uh, I very I, I I would say that was one of the the, the best USC uh, at least away games that we're gonna have um, you know experiences overall. Oh, easy. Or we have had easy. since probably what the nineties since ninety seven. Um, and granted, me and Zed were like five and six at that time, so it wasn't even really a thing. But. For us as adults, let's keep that going. I'm hoping that's the future of 2020. And with that said, we have our Cal game tomorrow, um, which is infamously our hangover game against the NorCal teams we play for the last game of the season. How are you feeling? Are, are you? Do they even have enough players? Like, I know. Has, <laughs> I haven't kept up with their whole COVID. Well, let's go check the city of Berkeley saga, report, but... basically, and see what they have done so far. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, Cal, we should beat Cal. That Granted, I've said that a lot about this team that has not always come to fruition. Um, but you're, you're right, it is. It is also considered a rivalry game um, on a more minor scale, obviously. But there is still that element to it. There is always kind of this hangover scenario after we beat or play... Uh, Southern Cal, which is always 
why I am a big proponent of having uh, the crosstown rivalry as the last game of the season. You've, if you've listened to the show before, you've probably heard me get on my soapbox about this many times, and there's some stupid reasons why it doesn't happen, so I won't get into it right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't thought about this game that much. Um, it's one of those things, and, you know, I, I, I think I, I got in a Twitter fight with a few people because, you know, I, I was very much of the mindset that I, I, I've been on the record, and I've said this many times, I am not a big Chip Kelly fan anymore, um, and I do want him gone. That being said, after a big win against a rivalry, it was, you know, kind of a cathartic thing for a lot of our players, and I, I, I just felt like there was a there was a brief moment, you know, a couple of days at least, that where we should just let's not think about Chip Kelly and the coaching staff and the future stuff, and let's just celebrate these guys going and whooping SC at the Coliseum, which doesn't happen very often. Um, and let's celebrate their effort and what they put out on the field. Like, that's that's why we support this team. Like, for these players um, and their achievements, so I, I just I wanted to make sure that doesn't get overshadowed by is Chip Kelly going to survive or not after this game. Um, yeah. So it's I, it's, I, it's I think we should hold off on that until after you know even Cal like as fans you know I know we all know this game still yeah, means I, something I, in in that decision but stuff exactly and that's that's what I was getting to is like I, I think for in, for those purposes you know this game will mean a lot and but I think it means even more to these players I think you know DTR um, was tweeting like hey can we please get the Rose Bowl packed um, for maybe my last game or for the seniors or something like that? And, you know, they, they care regardless of who the coach is. Like, they, they feed off the fan support. They appreciate the fan support. And I, I think that gets lost often. Um, so I, I, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to is for this game is to – Give all the seniors, um, you know, one last kind of hurrah here. Um, and and like like I said, we should beat them. Will we? I don't know. This game has been notoriously messy. Um, luckily for us, we're at home, so that helps. I think generally the home team has always won. Plus, we don't have to go to Strawberry Canyon, which is cursed for us most of the time. Um so I, I will predict a very close win, but very sloppy and probably fairly low scoring. I agree with sloppy, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna buy in. I'm gonna say Chip Kelly is settling in into his play calling, and I I, I think we're gonna win, and we're gonna go up in the last quarter and a half. Uh, where it's going to be at least three scores. And so with that, is it's going to feel like an even more comfortable win um, and a nice a nice cap to the season. I do think we're going to have a slow start. I think it's going to be a sloppy game. Um, but I, I, I think there is, like you said, like this team 
the fact that they're coming off this big win against SC, but I think they're even more in line with aligned with each other in terms of like let's do this right, and I expect them to to have a good good finale to the season. Um, and then Cal, so I want to say a few things. Cal is better right now than they were even like four weeks ago. Um, Cal, I, you know they what are they like? I think they're they have six losses at the moment. <clears throat> But they just came off another high in, in terms of beating Stanford forty-one to eleven, and uh, and Garbers looked good, you know. And I I think there is probably going to even be a little rivalry, little footnote with you know the siblings being on the thing. And I I think they're going to come out, you know. And they also have what's his name, uh, what's what's Clark right, who also was deciding between UCLA. He was a wide receiver transfer, who was a burner. Like, they have some guys that are coming on at the right time. Um, I just don't think it's going to be enough, and I think our team is settled, settled in. So I do expect Cal to give a fight. I just expect us to, to pull away at the end. Um, but I, I want to say this as well. As these games go, as Zed says, like this is easily a losable game as well, given this team and how each week has gone. So we're not discounting that. But if I'm going to bet, and, and I'm not, um, but... I'm going to predict that we do win, and our, I believe in our players getting this done for themselves. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I hope we, we end. I guess it's not going to be the end to our season since we will get some sort of bowl, but I hope we end the regular season on a high note and can get ourselves a, a better bowl um, than we would if we lose this game. So Yeah. Yeah, I we will we will see. Uh, um, basketball. Moving moving on. Yeah. Oops. Tough week. Very tough week. Um. I mean, I don't know what to think of it. Like, I'm trying not to put too much stock in it. I know you're in Vegas for it. Um. But you were there in person. Like, what was the energy like? It seemed like there's so many factors that obviously just didn't surprise us of the result on Tuesday. After Monday. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think there are a number of factors that that caused us to lose to Gonzaga. And let me let me just start with Bellarmine. Um you know, that game was a little bit of a struggle as well. We we came out flat. We clearly cannot shoot in T-Mobile Arena. Um, and we we struggled. But that being said, we struggled to a 15-point win over a clearly overmatched team. Um, I think we ended up winning by 13, which, is, was, which was a disappointing result considering that Gonzaga had beat this team by like 30 or 40 points a few days before. Um, and we were hoping to see the same thing. Now, there's, there's been some factors. Uh, we've noticed, you know, the team's defense has been up and down all the last few games. Um, there were rumors, and not even really rumors, Cronin confirmed this, but there was some sort of bug or sickness going around. Um, I personally, when I was at the game, saw Jalen Clark pull up to a trash can, and it looked like he was throwing up or spitting something up. Um, 
so there was there was clear evidence of of you know there being some sort of bug going around um and i think what these these two games and really what the Gonzaga game showed us is we need Cody Riley um to be healthy for us to really hit our potential um yeah it, it was um it was tough to watch that the the tournament and and really that Gonzaga game i mean this is what I'll say. I'm proud that we had a lot of fans show up for this game. I would say it was probably 60-40 UCLA fans in that stadium. And we were loud um, to start the game, at the beginning of the game. It was fun. There was a lot of, a lot of energy in that building. Um, and that's what a strong UCLA basketball team will bring. Um, that being said, after the first three or four minutes, it was very evident that we are not going to win this game. And and I and we've talked about this a little bit before, Isaiah, but I, I don't think we were necessarily expecting to win, but we were expecting to compete throughout the entire game. And I don't want to say we stopped competing because I think we played pretty hard in the second half, or a lot harder than we did in the first half. And I think if you look at the box score, we actually um, were tied in the second half. But again, didn't matter because we were already down twenty in the first. But we tried to turn up. We we you know put in guys like Jalen Clark and and some other you know high energy people. But we just we couldn't really we couldn't get the stops that we needed. Um, and we really couldn't, we were not scoring at a clip that we're used to. And I think, um, Mick Cronin said something in the post game presser that was really, um, true. I don't know if you watched it, but he said, basically, he's like, look, if you, we, if we become a team that just relies on our high scoring offense we're only going to win 50% of our games because sometimes offense goes cold. Like you can't hit, make a bucket. You can get as many open shots as you want and you're just not going to score. And that is why we need to play hard defense because those games where you're cold, the defense is going to help you win the game. Um, you know, it's very much the antithesis of what the 2017 Lonzo Ball year was right like and that's what we were yelling that whole year is like great we have this great offense but as soon as we go cold we're gonna lose and we did that's what happened we just we couldn't play defense and we relied too much on just hot shooting and scoring um and and I think McCronin to his credit understands that and he knows he needs to get us playing better defense than what we have been doing and that we are capable of doing it. We've seen it. We saw it against Villanova. Like, this isn't going back last season. This is going back three or four games ago. Like, we can do it. We just need to find that kind of secret sauce and formula again to get us doing it more consistently. Um, and, and, And I trust Mick. Mick to to do this. I think there's obviously injury issues that are holding us back a little bit. I think having Miles Johnson in there right now is he's floundering, um, and that is not helping with with 
you know, the energy and defense around. I think we need to, you know, get better effort from Johnny on that front. I think Tigers are the like you put any name out in this in this game and you can say they struggled. Like that's not a question. Um and but but I I'm also not at the point where I'm gonna sit there and like hit the panic button. For me personally, I I don't know I don't know how you feel about the long term kind of outlook of this team, but you know I, I think we lost to a very 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 good Gonzaga team like Chet Holmgren, like Slender Man, is a freak of nature. Like he is just insanely good. True Timmy is a veteran guy. You Andrew Nembhart also very veteran guy. I mean not that our guys aren't, but like he's a very good player and they're a very well coached team. And I just I didn't want to lose to them by twenty, but I also think it's better to do this right now than in March. And I, I do believe that that Mick Cronin will have us whipped into shape by then, as he always has in the last few years. So I'm not willing to hit the the panic button quite yet. As disappointing as that was, um, you know, hopefully we get Cody back and we can kind of hit the reset button a little bit. And I think taking this punch to the face early in the season will be ultimately good for the team. Um, I think there there might have been some inflated egos, a little bit too much hype around the team, and, and getting getting hit here um, is, is going to be good for the team to kind of come back down to earth and, and have them buy back into kind of the system that got us there. And, and we'll, we'll see how they respond against UNLV tomorrow afternoon. But how, how, what did you think of the game? Kind of what, what were your reactions? I, I agree with um, everything you've said. In addition, um, obviously his team's going to be better throughout the season. We all expect it. You know, we didn't expect us to go undefeated <clears throat> through this tough, I mean, well, uh, relatively tough uh, non-conference. But we're playing with the big boys, right? I think that game goes different if we, you know, for two things. If we weren't sick or if we lost against Villanova, like there's a little bit more focus. I think we were on the road, you know, for our first road trip, you know, and after having an emotional high, I give I give a lot more credence and weight to, or I give a lot more weight to the emotion of you know these young teams versus uh, given the fact that they're in college and they're back in a different uh, year than they were the year before, right? And with that, Mick, you know, obviously we went into the season and we knew this was a fear of his. He said, I don't want to worry about the rankings. I don't want to worry about us, right? But it's different when, you know, these players, you can't hide the lines outside of Pauly. You can't hide the whiteout. You can't hide the fanfare. You can't hide the, the Westwood season documentary. These guys are going to be feeling themselves. And so then they get sick, they're going on a road trip, they're playing a smaller opponent, right? I'm not trying to set up excuses for Gonzaga, but they weren't sharp and they weren't focused, and we saw that coming in, to your point. Now, with that, obviously we know this team can play better, not even just to a point of overperforming, and we saw that in the second half. I would like to say that, granted, we're, they're up for you know by 20, and so you have to give that consideration that 
Gonzaga kind of let off, but I didn't see that. Few played his guys all the way until like the last maybe two minutes and wanted to make sure that he sent a message or his guys got reps. So I thought we did, you know, play Gonzaga pretty well in the second half. I thought Hawkes started to pick it up. Um, <clears throat> I thought Tiger played a better second half. But there's two things that, that worry me going through the season. One is that we don't have much penetration. Uh, if we don't have a fast break in the half-court offense, none of our guys have uh, – I haven't seen it yet. Maybe Jules was the closest, has the foot speed to get a drive. And that concerns me. I mean, we have Clark who, you know, obviously is – just so crafty and he gives you know and he has that that just un, that supernatural instinct to where to be where the ball is and sometimes you know he can finish and and when he gets on a cut because he's doing the Princeton type offense but to that point is we don't have a Nimbard or uh you know a guy who 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 can just get some points or get a foul at least uh Jaquez tries you know and he he plays that very I, I like, you know, again, his his Drew League experience where he'll just try to post up somebody because he's strong enough and he'll do a little fadeaway. And that works every so often, but we do need a driver. And I don't think Juzang is that. And I don't want him to try to be that just yet until I don't like what I'm worried I, about is Juzang trying to be the player that he thinks he needs to be to, to get drafted at a higher place. So those two things worry me uh, with the flow of this team. Moving see, forward. I think... I, I agree to some degree with you, but I think Hawkes can be that guy. I think he does do that. And I will say, and this is not an excuse, I, and I'm not using this as an excuse at all in, in this Empire Classic, but it they were poorly refereed games. Not that it, it mattered that much because we were already sucking. I th- don't think those are two mu- mutually exclusive things, that we sucked but also the refs sucked. Uh, there was a lot of um, blatant contact that was not being called in that game um, to the point where I think you saw that little scuffle with Jalen Clark. Um, he he was reacting to uh, Drew Timmy basically using his off arm every play to clear space out. Um, so he... he he tussled with them and was physical with them and got mad, um, which which you know I I appreciate that fight, um, not the, not the actual act of fighting or scuffling, but I appreciate the the willingness to be like I don't care if we're down twenty points right now, like I'm going to keep competing at the highest level I possibly can here, um, and I'm not taking shit from anybody. Um, but but I, I back to your point, I do think Hawkes can be that guy to drive in and get the foul. And he was trying. They just weren't really calling much um, in this entire uh, tournament, really. Um, I, I, my biggest concern, I think, looking at these games were was the defensive effort. I, I think we just... Again, going back to Mick Cronin's post-game presser, um, he there was one stat he was clearly fixated on because he brought it up about twenty times because he was livid about it. Was he goes he keep he kept pointing out that we gave up seven, I think it was seven fast break layups to Gonzaga, where he said that 
one of their guards, and it was mostly probably Nembhart, literally picked up the rebound, dribbled it across, and laid it up. Like, no passing. We didn't make them play any defense. They just ran back and, and either got a wide-open layup or with very minimal defense or effort. Um, and it was really clear to me that that was not happening in the game. I mean, there was so many blown coverages, so many blown you know, assignments that we just, we, we were not playing defense, um, to not even mix level, but like any decent coaches level, like we just, we could not, we weren't playing up to that, that standard. Um, and so, you know, I'm hoping, and Mick did not use this as an excuse and I'm glad he didn't, but I'm hoping a lot of that was just because we were sick and, you know, not feeling great. It didn't seem normal for them to play that lazy. Um, but who knows? I guess we're, we're going to find out very quickly against a UNLV team still in Vegas, though at a different arena. Um, hopefully the um, basket will not be as uh, cursed as it was in T-Mobile. Um and hopefully, I'm not looking for them to score 90 points in this game. I'm looking for them to hold this team to, like, 50 points or something just to come out with some defensive effort here. Um, that's what I want to see because the, the shots will eventually fall. I mean, we had good looks against Gonzaga, man, that we just we couldn't hit. Like, we couldn't shoot to save our lives. I mean, Bernard missed every single shot, which is... So unlike him, Tiger could not shoot a three to save his life, which I think over the sample size of the rest of the season, like he was hitting at a very, very high level and confidently. And he, there was a specific play in the second half where he, he shook his defender off. He had a wide open three and he just, he was so unconfident in in it. He then decided to try to drive in. I think we turned the ball over in that play. Um, and so just, you know, I, I think we need to go back to basics a little bit, you know, get grounded back into the defense first mentality. And those those buckets will fall eventually once we get our mojo back. But but that's what I want to see in this next game is are we going to come out with a little bit more defensive effort? And, and I, I barring that all these guys are still sick <clears throat> um, with whatever bug they had, um, which, again, Mick Cronin is not going to use that as an excuse, but I think it is a factor. But barring that they you know, are not sick anymore, I, I do feel confident that Mick Cronin will get this team right. Um, and and hopefully when we get Cody back in the next couple of weeks, that'll, that'll help a lot. Because I, I, I do think that hit, missing him was a huge factor in allowing Gonzaga especially to be able to just clog the paint with having both Timmy and and uh, Chet Holmgren kind of just rim protecting a lot of a lot of the game uh, whereas having Cody in there really pulls at least one of those guys away from the basket a little bit more because his mid-range shot has been money um, so yeah, it, it was a humbling um, wake-up call. I think that we will drop... I don't know if we'll drop out of the top five um, with some of the other teams losing, but I, I think we'll probably drop to around five, four or five. 
um, which is fine. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing um, for for that to happen to our team right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything. I, I think we're fine. Um, I'm, it makes me more uh, excited to see how we do against teams again with, with pretty good foot speed like North Carolina. And I haven't watched Marquette. I know they had an upset against Illinois, but it seems like everybody's beating Illinois at this moment. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, it, it was a good good licking. Um, unfortunately, the result obviously is us losing uh, by 20 points, but we're also losing to a Gonzaga team that seems to have a, a generational talent and, uh, and a player of the year next to each other as a backcourt with some fast guards. So wasn't a bad team that we lost to. It was a, a pretty good team, one that could win the championship. Hopefully they won't, you know, and hopefully it'll be fun to see if we rematch with any of these, the, uh, you know, Villanova or Gonzaga uh, come tourney time at some point in, the, in, in March so or April. Uh, depending how far we are, but uh, yeah, like like I said, um, good ass whooping. Hopefully, it's for the storyline, and let's see how we do against UNLV tomorrow. Yeah, well, we'll see. I will say the the Gonzaga fans were were mostly very nice. Um, so shout out, shout out. Granted, the the one overrated yeah. chant I heard on the TV, you know, which is the dumbest. Sh- yeah, that's never a great chant. I and we did it against Villanova. Or the student section did it. It's always stupid. Like I don't know why anyone does it. Um, but yeah, that 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 was not that was not nice. But I will say, a lot of fans came up and talked to us after the game. Um, they were they all kind of we all they all had the same sentiment. They're like, hey. I hope we see you guys in April for another great game because I don't think you guys are going to play this poorly ever again. Um, I was like, I hope you're right, man. (laughs) Uh, But no, they were, they were mostly gracious um, and and nice people. Um, So shout out there. Uh, I did appreciate our, our student section to chant DUI at Mark few multiple times. That's amazing. Um, (laughs) Anybody who's watched the video yeah. know that he's deserve it. I don't care, Terzi. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, it was. You know, oh, it was a disappointing outcome, but you know what? Are, uh, what was that? Game six of the season. Five. Game six. Six of the season. Five and one. Five and one. That's right. So. I'd rather take this on the chin now than in March or in tournament or, you know, obviously tournament time, but Pac-12 time or Pac-12 tournament time. So um, it's um, it's something to build off of. And, you know, we know Gonzaga is going to run through the rest of their schedule. I'm, ex- I'm interested to see how they do against Duke tonight. Um, hopefully they run Duke off the court because that would be fantastic also. Um, so yeah, it's um it is what it is and um I think we'll bounce back. I I think Mick Cronin will will have them in a better state in the next, you know, hopefully by tomorrow. Yeah. But we will see. We will see. Long season ahead. Um and you know, when we when we move away from it, we'll we'll hope I think we'll feel better. Hopefully. Hopefully it's not a sign of what the season was to come, but just kind of a growing point. 
Yeah, I'm not willing to call it that yet. Um, I know there's been a few data points that kind of have popped up over the last week or so, um, especially with Long Beach State, but I think we came back strong in the game after that against Florida, North Florida. Um, But against some of those those things reared their ugly head against um, Bellarmine a little bit uh, and really against Gonzaga. But, you know, I, I do I do think these guys have way more pride than losing to Gonzaga by 20 points, and, and I think they will respond to that. Yeah. Let's go Bruins. But speaking of um, the other side of hoops, we have a team that is down players, and they are 3-0. and They are kicking butt, our women. Um, our women team. Uh, I don't want to say kicking butt, but they're surviving. Uh, I haven't watched. I think I watched the first game. I missed the Virginia game, but it seems like you know, looking at what we've seen, uh, just from the highlights and whatnot, and the reports that Ch- Chow is holding it down, and Thomas has been a very stabilizing force, as we saw after the first game. Um, you know, Osborne was out, but. His team, man, you know, luckily we have a lot more depth than last year, which was an issue, but uh, we have some, you know, some wins that obviously are keeping us afloat in the top 20, and it's gonna, I'm curious to see how we do against a UConn team that just lost to, to U.S., you know, a number one team um, in South Carolina and USC. Um, and so this team, hopefully they're healthy by that time. Well, granted, we won't have... I doubt we're going to have our point guards back, but uh, good job to close in terms of just holding it together, um, you know, with the, with the injuries she's had. Uh, and um, obviously it's nice to have both teams humming at the same time in some respect. Talk, yeah, talk about a team that is uh, going through a lot of adversity, right? Like, we we I think it was the game against CSUN where we literally lost three players, including uh, to injury, including uh, Charisma Osborne. Um, so it's it's been it's been tough uh, to see that happen, but they're they're fighting through it, and so far they've you know they've had some come from behind wins, but. A win's a win at this point, and I, I was just looking at the box score for the Virginia game. We played seven players only in that game. So if you remember from our preseason preview, we were talking about how the depth of this team is, is one of its strengths, and we have so many people, um, so many quality players to, to come off the bench and really provide good minutes, and right now we're we're so depleted, um, and that's, you know, depth can, can disappear in a, in a minute, and it unfortunately has, but, you know, we, there's some light at the end of the tunnel here, I think we, we're expected to get almost everybody back, minus a couple of players, in the next few weeks, um, I don't know what Charisma Osborne's injury outlook is, but I know Chantel Horvat just returned in the last game, um, played a few minutes, and that'll help. And I think we're expected to get um, the uh, our point guard transfer. Um, what is her name? Conti, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, 
back some point soon-ish. So, um, you know, the reinforcements are on their way and on the mend, and hopefully we can, you know, reload a little bit more. But, you know, they're, they're fighting through it, and it's good to see them respond to some of that adversity. And we moved up in the rankings. Yeah, and that's always good. I mean, it's one, one point, but we'll take it. You, we all know how college, I mean, how women's basketball's rankings work. So it's just inch by inch, uh, but we'll get there, especially once we get to conference play and we have a few upsets against the, the heavyweights. Uh, I, I just want to say again, Thomas, like her shooting has surprised me the most in terms of she's been spreading the floor and on top of just being a defensive force. So I'm really happy that we were able to get another valuable asset from Cincinnati. Shout out to Cincy. Um, so, yeah, I, I am excited to see this team. I think they're going to get better as time goes on and, and they rest up. But they've been resilient so far. And, this, again, this is this is good for us. Like, luckily, they're, they haven't taken an L. Um, but even if they do against the UConn or Ohio State early on, uh, so far it's been a promising product on the floor. Yeah, I agree. Um, so just keep surviving and advancing until we get some, some, um, some more players back. And, um, I'm, I'm proud of that program to, for how they've responded so far. And then other sports, I think we should transition to just quickly, uh, women's soccer. We, you know, last time we recorded, it actually, I think it happened the night before. Uh, fortunately we had lost to a pesky UC, huge upset UC Irvine that beat us 1-0 to zero, our first loss of the season and it happened to come at the wrong time so unfortunately I mean that, that team kicked ass our goalie was a star it's unfortunate it had to be that one but hopefully we return next year and you know we continue on the run and we have a better result that's soccer for you that is soccer as we all know and make it a little ugly for for 80 minutes and and steal a goal and you can you can beat anybody and speaking of ugly the the men's i mean what happened against well first of all shout out to them beating you know Santa Barbara in the first round but uh you know that that whole dust up with duke i i obviously don't i'm not a big duke fan in general um just in terms of a a culture and an institution but um, good for them for, you know, lashing back on, on that player. I don't, I know some people were like that, that wasn't very Bruin-like or whatever we try to call it, but no, in the game of sportsmanship, that shouldn't happen. And it's soccer as well. Did you see that dust up that happened? I heard about it. I didn't see it. You should um, see the video. It's, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was a cheap shot and it's really, and the UCLA players came back, uh, retaliated, I think, pretty appropriately until the ref stepped in. So, um, ugly way to go out, obviously, in terms of just, well, I think we lost 2-1. But, um, you know, good season. I would say that was a, overall, like, our team overperformed. And that was a great season for the men's soccer. Like, they got better as time went on. Yeah, no, they did. Um I would love to see that program restored to its former heights. Um, you know, Jorge Salcedo, fuck him, burn that 
that program to the ground, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I think Jordan is is trending in the right direction, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. And then um, outside of that, I think our, you know, our women's volleyball team has been killing it. Other sports have been doing well. So things have been going well. Um, we are, the program's in the right direction. Hopefully we can get you this uh, UCLA Jordan jersey soon. Uh, it sounds like the shipment is just <laughs> due to the quote-unquote supply probably... chain. It's like stuck in what? And uh, was <laughs> over in the crates. It's, over by what's it's sitting in a boat probably right off the port in Long Beach. I when I flew on Monday, you could if you drive down the coast, you can see them, but you could really see the stretch of it from the airplane. Um, it was wild, honestly. But as somebody who worked in supply chain and logistics for a number of years, I do not envy anybody in that industry right now because and it seems. As I owe you the jersey, I am all for it taking as long as possible because Christmas and the holiday <laughs> costs are keeping me <laughs> afloat. <laughs> so uh, if it, it comes out, if it, it's not till January, that's perfect timing. Maybe, I, maybe it's me that's stopping it. <laughs> Send down a hold. <laughs> we'll get you your jersey. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm waiting. But any. I'm waiting. But here we are. Uh, season's going on. Appreciate you all checking in and listening, you know, as UCLA sports go on. Again, rest in peace to Big D. Uh, you know, we'll continue We'll continue our eight clap for you and our fours up and, you know, making sure that we always beat SC for you and, and, and whatnot. So uh, we appreciate all listeners. Follow us at the Bruin Source. And with that, we're signing off. We will catch you guys later. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. No, you're good. I should probably also...